We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hi, everybody. It's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe coming to you early, early Tuesday morning following a Mavericks loss to the Los Angeles Clippers, 118 to 110. Josh Bowe is here with me. He is experiencing some technical difficulties because whatever storm blew through Dallas last night apparently destroyed his internet. So he's being a trooper and he watched the game somehow, some way, and now he is ready to talk to me. He's dialed in. Josh, what's up? I am very close to going to jail. That's that's my mindset right now, Kirk. Well, that's my job. What is happening? Oh, the KP thing, man. It's driving me nuts. I cannot. I'm. I mean, this is gonna have to be an explicitly tagged podcast. So I apologize, but I cannot fucking believe that ejection. That is, it is one of the most horseshit things I have seen. And you know, this is coming from me. I'm not the ref guy. I'm not the none guy of us are anymore. Who, we watch too much. Right. Right, and I'm never a ref guy, but that was that was obscene. It was embarrassing, and it was quite frankly disrespectful to the game. For the because here's the thing, you know, about technical fouls and stuff is that they try really hard the NBA to put it in the rule book specific action. Like they want to try to get it written down so like it's it's a specific thing that they call on guys when they do certain things, call technical fouls. But at the end of the day, a technical foul is basically a judgment call, right? It is not a, did this ball go out of bounds on someone's hand, yes or no? Did a foot step on this line, yes or no? Was a foot on the restricted area? Was uh, was a was the ball on the backboard for the goaltend? No, te- that's not what a technical foul is. A technical foul is basically a judgment call. No matter how hard the NBA tries to write in every single little obscene fraction, uh, uh, infraction that a player can make during a game, it's still a judgment call. 
So when they gave KP the first technical, which was bullshit because he had a clean block, and K- I don't blame KP. He just got he thought he got hosed on the Zubak block on him, which was a bang bang play. That was that was close. I I think Zubak got a, a lot of ball, but you know he also kind of got him a little bit on the arm and the wrist before that. Uh, and then the, immediately it's the next possession, and he blocks Paul George and gets all ball and, and gets it. So like I don't blame Kristaps uh, for being mad. So they give him that, and you know the refs probably saw the replay or they heard it from somewhere that they blew, they blew that call. So you got to have that in mind when you're a ref. And when they go and they review the dust up with with Marcus Morris, the refs basically have the power of the game the the, the game in their hands. They can go okay. In a normal situation, in a preseason game, in a regular season game, in something like this, we probably would do double technical and we eject Prisingas. But they can talk about this and they can go, okay, the ramifications of that are we are basically saying game over. I mean, you know, we can all say the Mavericks had chances and they certainly did, but come on. Like, you're basically deciding the game in the second quarter. And they could have just been like, you know what, we're not going to do double technicals, we'll do double fouls. And we can go to KP after this, and we can go look. We we didn't call, we didn't eject you, but it was close. And in normal circumstances, we would. But we understand it's game one of the playoffs. This is your first playoff game. This is very important to you. Your emotions are high. We're gonna let you have this, but you're on thin ice. You know, you have been officially warned. We will not. You know, we will call this again if you do this again. But they didn't. They said, Nah, fuck it. Just screw the. Let's flush this game on national television down the toilet and let's eject the second, you know, the fourth best player uh, between the two teams, you know, on the court uh, because, you know, fuck it. Who cares, man? Right. We got to, we got to enforce the rules and we got to, we got to clean this game up and tighten it up because that's what everyone on TV is watching about. And that's what drives me. That's what drives me nuts, man. That's what drives me. Absolutely. Big fan, big fan of you sounding like me. I'm here for more of this. (laughs) Um, You, I think you left out the fact that before Luca got called for his first technical, he absolutely got fouled on a play that was the exact same as what he was called a foul on. And I mean, it was yeah, like yeah. a couple plays later. It was the ensuing was- possession. So back-to-back yeah. calls, blown leads. This is why people think the NBA is rigged. This is why. Like, I, I don't I, – I hate to take it to 100 quite so quickly. The NBA is not rigged. But this is why casual fans say, man, the Mavs are getting fucked again. And it just it, – it, it was really – it was really, really, really bad. And it's yeah, the it, sort of – it's the sort of thing that taints the series. In yeah. a way – because, you know, the Mavericks – what if the Mavericks like, – like, let's be real. The Mavericks escape with one tonight. That is a phenomenal story. The Clippers still likely win the series because the Clippers are really, really good. But that, I, I, I wasn't mad. I've not been mad. I've been really sad in a way that, that I wasn't ready for. Like, I was, like, kind of despondent for a good chunk of the third quarter. Um, I don't blame but, because it was just like, well, there goes that. Because the team yeah, that I wins game like one, out. yeah, yeah. And I, I just don't, I don't know what to do with that. Like, like it stinks. And, and because... I, yeah. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I keep interrupting you. Yeah, um, I, I just, I'm, I'm very sad, and and that's that's yeah. where I am right now. 
Yeah, and then I want to make the point, you know, I'm seeing tweets, and I, I cannot believe that I'm seeing these, but I, it's Twitter, so whatever, but I'm seeing these like, oh, man, you know, KP knew he had a technical. He's got to be a lot smarter. And I'm like, do, do these, have these people played basketball before? Like, what? Like, I don't understand. Like, you're looking at a Clippers team and that we all knew, and you know the Mavs is too. They are going to try to bully Luka and push him around and give him the Dirk treatment that a lot of teams try to do that bullshit with Dirk, and they're going to try to yeah. push him after the whistle. They're going to try to tug on his shorts. They're going to try to, you know, set harder screens. They're going to grab his arm. You know, when the refs aren't looking, you're going to do all that kind of crap. And that's exactly what Marcus Morris did. And KP saw that and said, no, we're not going to put up with this shit. And he know this has been an issue for the team all year, is that they, let's be real, they're a bunch, they're, they're a bunch of nice guys on this yeah. team. And you need some edge and you need some physicalness to this team. And you cannot, and KP saw his star player in the first, you know, in the, it's the second quarter. It's not even the third or the fourth quarter the second quarter and Marcus Morris was already trying to start some bullshit and KP said you know what fuck that I'm not going to let this happen I'm going to step in I'm going to protect my guy because I'm not going to let you guys try to bully us all series and like KP's got to be smart so like is KP supposed to just be like okay you know let's just you know run all over us you know you just just push us all push us away do whatever you like you know we're going to be calm and cool and collected and we're going to let you guys you know be the big jerks all series like no, that's not like that's not how NBA playoff basketball works. Like, I just don't understand that. And like, when he gets, you know, the maybe the first foul, like you got to be smart. Like these guys are paid millions of dollars to perform in these exact situations, and the pressure on them is so immense that you're gonna let. Like, it's not like KP ran up to a ref and was threatening him, or like you know, you know, it's it's a. It's a fist pump in the air after a bad call, and he's like 20 feet away from a ref. These guys are so wired, and the pressure is so immense that you're going to let a five-second flare-up dictate so much. Like, you've got to have some perspective from the refs in terms of having some warnings and letting guys get away with it as long as they are not being crossing a line. And there's so, definitely a line they could cross. But you're in Dallas, so that, right? Yeah. yeah so I am in Dallas. You at- did you have the – I did not have the Dallas broadcast. How did the Dallas broadcast react? I would say that for the most part they thought it was kind of unbelievable. Uh, Derek Harper was kind of like uh, – when as soon as KP went into it, Derek Harper was like, hey, he's got a tech. What's he doing? And, like, you know, Derek Harper is, uh, you know, a Mavs – you know, he's got his jersey – Hung right. in the Mavs Raptors. He's played <laughs> in this league for 16 years, and he has been in some shit in game in playoff games. Like you know, he's not. He has been. You know, he is a. He was a tough physical guy. So I don't want to discredit what he was saying, but like you know, he was kind of on that side of KP's got to got to know better, and he's got to be smarter than that. And maybe that's just Hart being you know the 16. You know, he's been in the league. He's he's a veteran guy that has been around this league for a very long time. So maybe that kind of helps with his perspective as well. And we're just guys sitting on the couch. So I totally get it. But to me, it's like, you can't let, you can't let this happen in game one. You've got to stand your ground somewhere and you got to stand up to these guys. And I would have, like, if I'm honest, I would have KP do that same thing 10 out of 10 times. Like if, if that happened 10 times over, like I'd want to do the same thing 10 times. Like that's just how I feel. I just don't, this team needs a physical edge. And they got to be smart. You know, they can't start clubbing guys and, and being out of their element. 
but they got to stand their ground, right? Like they got to stand up for themselves. Well, That's I was I, feel. I, I was watching the ESPN broadcast, and and Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson and Mike Breen, all three of them were baffled. They brought on ESPN's you know ref guy, former referee Steve Javi, who proceeds to try to explain uh, why. Uh, the the ejection happened and just essentially like very very defensive like it was it was really really funny in the sense that it, the like none of the three of them were hearing it at all and during the game my friend Jared Dubin tweeted Steve Javi you can't tell me the one things refs want to do is avoid the ejection when they literally just ejected the guy an easy way to avoid the ejection would have not to been to give the ejection like it, right. it was so stupid and there's there's a screenshot that and this is the thing i don't understand why go to replay if you don't see marcus morris put his fucking hand on kp's throat which happened right so yes are they what is so the he gonna get suspended i yeah. mean at, it, it, i wouldn't be surprised it, if at a minimum that second tech gets rescinded because those things like the points matter for playoffs so i'm a little right. confused there and i, I want to go back to your point earlier about somebody coming to luca's defense that's been a thing that's really important because frankly these guys haven't done it enough the mavericks need a little bit of a goon next year because luca gets hit a lot what happened that led to kp going over there was morris beating the crap out of luca like right. that can't be understated. The refs were not protecting Luca in a situation. The extracurricular from Marcus Morris on Luca deserved a technical. The, if if that's how they're going to call it with these texts, if, does that make sense? Right. Yes. I don't know. It does. I don't know. And here you want to. I'm looking at post game quotes. This one's from Callie Kaplan, uh, who we're big fans of at the Dallas Morning News. Luca on Porzingis ejection. I knew that KP had my back. He did it for me. Not just Phew. for me, but the whole team appreciates that. I don't think it was fair. That's why, like, that's why I'm totally cool with him doing it, yep. doing what he does. Well, let's let's talk about more. So, yeah, we got to talk about the, the the rest of the. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament tonight. We'll break down. We break down who will be cutting. Cut. What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Let's talk about the rest of the game. 46 minutes, yeah. In which there were a lot of other really weird things. So now that we're far enough in it, I feel okay saying this. Rick Carlisle doing the Rick Carlisle thing where they must have seen some data or something and switching KP into the starting lineup, not KP, Maxi into the starting lineup and playing two bigs was a risk 
and it was not it 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 was a disaster um i think to put it lightly now do you think it was a disaster because a little bit of the quicksand effect because things started poorly like maxi turned the ball over within three seconds um and and he's he's such a rhythm player i think he had an awful game i wrote about him um and i'm not sure if 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 the strategy was bad or if things just got bad in a hurry because of the combination of like the clippers being bad and the mavericks like lose or clippers being good and the mavericks losing their minds i think it could go both ways i think i'm going to guess cuz i mean rick doesn't do this unless he has some numbers that back him up and i don't mm-hmm. i don't have the kp maxi numbers in front of me but I'm sure that there are numbers with them in the regular season or maybe against the Clippers of that duo performing well. And I think on paper, you understand why, because you look at, if you start Seth, Luca, if you start, you know, next to Luca and KP, if you start Seth Hardaway and Dorian Finney-Smith, the Clippers are rolling out Morris, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. That means one of those three guys, has either Luca or Seth on him because you're not going to put KP on him and Dorian can only guard one of them. So I think on paper you're thinking Maxi is one of our top two or three defenders. He's the only other guy on this roster besides Dorian Finney Smith that stands even a snail's chance of uh, of staying in front of, of a George or Leonard or matching up with like a Morris. Just because Maxi, he's pretty quick, uh, you know, he's pretty fast to foot, uh, he, and uh, he moves pretty well for a big, even though you don't prefer him on a wing. You, the, the roster is what it is. They don't have a lot of wings that they're out there. So he, he and Rick knows this. So I think that that thinking, I think, is sound. But in practice, I think it was pretty clear from the first quarter and from the rest of the game where they tried that lineup that it just benefited the Clippers because it took away from the Mavericks strength, which is when they lost Dwight Powell and they do this five out offense where they've got five guys that can shoot and four guys uh, that are on the perimeter. And when you put Maxi in there, I think it, it means they're easier to guard because it, it lets the Clippers hide someone quote unquote on Maxi when normally that's a Seth who can handle himself in the pick and roll and run off screens and stuff like that. And I think it really bogged down the offense. And it was because, the Mavericks haven't been playing two bigs on the floor to start games for a long, basically since Powell got injured. So it was like, kind of reminded me of like the Avery kind of overreacting in the finals kind of thing. Like they got to stay true to who they are. And I yes. don't think that lineup in the first quarter, like the only way they win in the series is if they shoot the piss out of the ball and they outscore the Clippers down the floor. And you love what Maxi can potentially do, but you saw like Kawhi snatched Maxi's soul tonight. There's no yeah. other way I could describe it, and it's not even Maxi's fault because I think he no, did, the guy's he, amazing. He gave it his effort, right? He tried as hard as he can. It felt like Kawhi was offended that the Mavericks put a big on him. Like that's honestly how it looked like he was playing. But like that's the point. It's like if Maxi's not gonna, you know, if it's not gonna matter in terms of slowing down one of those guys, then you might as well stick to who you are and be like, look. We, we probably can't guard you straight up, but we're going to shoot, we're going to score, and we're going to try to have you guys keep up with us. Uh, and so that's why it just seemed off, especially. And then, like you said, Maxi seemed not ready to start the game. So no. To say it lightly. No. And so. the turnaround in the first quarter was wild because 
I don't know what was happening with that floor because there were it wasn't just the Mavericks in the second half. I saw Kawhi Leonard also slip in like the same spot. Like there was something odd happening with that floor tonight. So when Luca fell in the first quarter, it was it, things looked dark. And then the Clippers let up just a bit. Hardaway got going a little bit, and then they all of a sudden they were tied. And it's a reminder of just how well the team can shoot when things are going right. And and they didn't get enough yeah. looks for Seth Curry. That was something that I walked away from the game from thinking, which I feel like that, you know, he got, he was four of eight from distance. And I feel as if he should have had more attempts uh, because, you mm-hmm. know, when, when, you know, Maxi Maxi has five and, and Dorian Finney Smith has five. It, I don't know. It's just, it, it didn't work for me. The Mavericks played an extremely short bench they they got going they things were just things were just working in their favor and then they just sort of turned on a dime and it wasn't it was happening like the Mavericks were cold in the third quarter even before Porzingis got ejected and that just took the rest of the wind out of their sails I I don't Mm -hmm. that that did not feel like fourth quarter crunch time malaise it felt like the Clippers are really good at defense right yep i agree and and i don't the mavericks have to figure out a way to manufacture some points for either one of the things i i've been thinking about is like luca had 11 turnovers like luca was a mess like a glorious beautiful mess in which he did so much interesting stuff i don't even really know where to start but what the clippers also did is take away a lot of the things that he likes i don't think he made a single pass to the roll man the entire night uh yeah i don't think so either the clippers just shut that down doc rivers is going off in post game talking about how he's a little mad at some of the passes they gave up i don't understand why he kicked it out (laughs) when suddenly i suppose he's saying well we shouldn't overhelp well if if like the difference is with luca is that if if he doesn't get overhelp he's going to put up the shot some of the makes that he made tonight were insane in the lane and I, I yep. guess I suppose they're saying they want him to shoot more of those because they're high difficulty attempts. I guess I can see why. I guess they'd rather give up two than three to a certain extent. Feels like very like how the Mavericks guarded um, Steve Nash back when he was with the Suns. This is 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 very peculiar to me with with what was going on. I don't see. I, the, the Mavs better hope they see something on film because the way the, the options, this is just a very fulfilling prophecy in terms of what you and I talked about in our podcast a couple days ago, where the length of the Clippers was a massive problem for the Mavericks. Luca simply played awesome offensively with the exception of about, you know, a couple of instances where he really, really crapped the bed in terms of turnovers. Yeah. And I agree. And you know, we talk about this. How many times do we talk about this after the Mavericks lose a close game against a good team? It's Luca with 42 on 21 shots. Dorian Finney-Smith, one of five. Really had 21 shots? <laughs> yeah, because okay. he, he shot 15 free throws. Yeah, that's um, true. But, yeah. Uh, but Dorian – but so you have Luca with 42 points on 21 shots. Dorian Finney-Smith, nine points, one of five from three. Maxi three points, one of five from three. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., who I thought had a really good first half, but then ran out of steam uh, big time in the second half. Four of 11 from three. Seth was basically the only one other other than Luca who had a pretty decent night shooting the ball. 
four of eight from three. But then, you know, the bench, Trey Burke only had two points in 20 minutes, Boban two points in 12 minutes. Uh, I feel awful that the lightning struck with Michael Kidd-Gilchrist giving two three-pointers in under eight minutes of play, and they kind of couldn't capitalize on that because how many more solar eclipses will have to pass before that happens again for him. Uh, But, yeah, you know, it's just when when KP went out, like you said, the wind was out of their sails, and then the Mavericks were so one-note because they just didn't. It was basically Lucas Savick. That was mm-hmm. that was what they had because well, the team is so thin right now, and it was basically can Hardaway and Curry step up? And Curry stepped up a little bit, but man, that fourth quarter stretch where Hardaway and Curry traded three possessions woo! in a row of hero ball while Lucas on the floor. That was that was really rough and bizarre to watch. Well, there's also I need to go find the. Where was the shot in the fourth quarter? Gosh darn it! I, the game log, whenever you know, it does the reset thing. There was also something. So, so we gotta. One thing we do have to do is is hold Luca accountable here. At the one fifty eight mark, Marcus Morris Senior makes a three point jumper after um, Seth Curry missed that three. And the reason that three went down, and you'll see this in the film, is Luca essentially did the thing where he pouts and puts his head down and doesn't get back on defense. And look, growing pains are a thing. Guy's 21, but he has, there are things within how he plays that he can control. And the, the, the non-defense after things that upset him happens at least three to four times a game. And they've been devastating, frankly. I don't... That was like one of the really big black marks. I think it's lost in the fact that the Mavericks were down. Um, let's see here. They were down 102 to 106. Luca had made a, a shot. They go back. Um, there's that. It, 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 you'll see it if you watch the replay, but it was, it was just, it was just and a I little. Think it's because, and normally I'm, I'm kind of, I, I agree with you. And, but at the same time, he, <laughs> It was oh, why, Tim, why they did that was stupid. Because Tim Hardaway Jr.'s yeah, really bad foray into the paint, which resulted in him falling over backwards. Then I think <laughs> Seth's thing, like those two things were terrible. Like, what are Luka, what are we doing? Luca was Luca was our avatar. Like that yeah. was how everyone watching the game as a Mavericks fan felt. And he was like, you know, and it just, of course, it had to happen on a live ball after Seth misses a three poorly that bounces right out, so the Clippers can get a fast break. Like. It's just funny, like, if that ball bounces, like, out of bounds or something, like, mm-hmm. Luca yelling at Seth doesn't matter. But, boy, did the Mavericks not have the ball bounce their way a lot uh, yeah. in this game. Yeah. But that's, yeah. Yeah, that's a learning moment. It's a learning moment. I do want to give a big, big, big shout-out to Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, who hit two yes. threes out of three attempts. That was phenomenal. Uh, his shot didn't look like it's looked. I don't. I suppose he's probably because he's worked on it a ton, but I thought it was pretty cool that Luca had the the you know the confidence to pass it to him. Those sorts of things are huge for for as things go on in the series. I'd be really, I I, I hope he gets the occasional minute in way you know because I mean Dorian Dorian's a mixed bag some nights. Some nights he's just overwhelmed, and I think I I. I I could be wrong on this, but I think that that kid Gocrest is a little bit thicker of a man, like stronger. Cause like Jordan Finney Smith's a really yeah. wiry guy and as, as hard as he plays, he's still, you know, 
six eight, two hundred and twenty pounds, two hundred and fifty pounds, whatever he is, he's still gonna get shoved around from time to time. So I hope at this point I'm 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 just taking taking the I was wrong about Kid Gilchrist. Let's give him I'd I'd like to see him get a, a few more minutes. Yeah, and I think and I I think, you know, as much as we talked about with Rick with the Maxi starting thing and that maybe not working out, uh I gotta give Rick credit in terms of the rotation. No, Justin Jackson and Kid Gilchrist took his small burn, which is great to see because we, I mean, we don't have to get into the Jackson thing. We both, nope. it's very clear. But so that was good. And DeLon Wright only got six minutes, which is a disappointing thing that's like in a, in a broader spectrum. But I think considering the way that guy's played in the bubble and the way he's been inconsistent all season, that is also the right call. Uh, it yep. hurts that Trey Burke only had two points in 20 minutes, but at least he I mean, there's, you know, there's something there with Burke, you know, as opposed to Wright, who just kind of meanders on the court for his time, and you don't know what you're going to get. Um, so I'm I'm cool with the rotation in that sense, and it sucks that he has to tighten it up so much because, man, they just, they need one more guy uh, so bad. And, and another thing I wanted to shout out was, is uh, – the stretch of the game where Luca didn't play at the start of the fourth. Start quarter. of the fourth. That was big. Yeah, yeah like it, it's such a shame that when Luca came back in that they kind of shit the bed. But before that, man, I'm I was really impressed with the the lineup that was out there without Luca to keep things uh, afloat uh, and let him get a breather. Uh, that was that was huge. The game the game could have been like a twelve point game by the time Luca subbed back in, and it wasn't because they played their asses off and just. Unfortunately, after that moment, they, Seth and Tim Hardaway Jr. had some insane brain farts, I think. So what yep. are you going to do? Yep. Well, that's about all I got. I think we're disappointed and frustrated about things that are outside of the Mavericks control. I think right. that, you know, we're they know that, that they they, you know, can't turn the ball over like that. And they need to hit a few more open threes of which, you know, they had such a hot streak, but then they ended up shooting. uh, They were 12 of good God. Okay. So they were 12 of 21. They finished fifth uh, after the first, first half, they finished 15 of 43. Um, That is what is the math there? I am so bad at this sort of stuff at late at night. So, (laughs) <laughs> oh come on numbers well, lock i'm not even on a computer i'm on a phone so there's they were three of 22 in the second half from distance that will kill you every time yep. Yep. and not having Przingis for an entire half yeah to space things because like let's be real the clippers did not care about maxi you know no. um they did not guard him like they would have guarded kp uh and on those possessions so that hurts yep and then, man, the KP thing, I know we're about to go, but, man, like, because he's the guy, right? Like, he's the one guy the Clippers can't be like, well, we're going to throw one of our 8,000 wings at him and completely neutralize. Like, he's the one guy that the Clippers don't have an immediate counter card to. And that's and, it, and he had 14 points in 19 minutes. It was just – oh, that was, it's such a shame. But hopefully there's, there's, there's some film in there to, to build off of that they can look at. Uh, and they just, you know, they can they can maybe hold their heads up high in terms of they deserve to be on the floor with this team, and they deserve to be able to, you know, win these games at least in terms of, you know, they didn't outside of the first, you know, the first five minutes they 
know, they look like they very much belong. So hopefully they can take something from this game and, and we'll see in game two. Yep. Yep. Well, we will have a lot of content up on MavsMoneyBall.com. I hope today, tomorrow, there's going to be a lot to talk about. We already have a recap up. We have a numbers post coming. Uh, hopefully we'll get something, you know, about a little bit of, of what, you know, what else went on with this game based on post-game stuff. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday because we're right back at it uh, pretty soon. Uh, well, Josh and I should record after that game. Josh will have power by then and we'll be able to watch it from the comfort of his own home. <laughs> so yes i will all right this has been fun and so much as something like this can be fun this has been kirk henderson and josh bow with mavs moneyball after dark you guys have a good start to the week past this crap see ya (laughs) 